For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle, just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube where we stream the show live every weekday. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find and we always appreciate your feedback. We've got a great show for you guys today. We're talking NFL preseason football. We are talking MLB picks. And we're talking college football opening weekend. Last night, the big story in the sports betting world was the Astros and the Tigers game. The Astros were favored uh, as high as 6-1 to one in some places. And the Tigers won. It was the biggest upset uh, in almost 15 years. Hopefully you didn't bet on that game. And hopefully you didn't bet on the Astros in that one. You would have lost a lot of money. Uh, or it just wouldn't have been a value pick, obviously. Justin Verlander, interestingly enough, the Astros have lost his past two starts. No run support for Verlander. Last night he was incredible. He went nine innings giving up only two hits, two of those solo shots, and the Astros lost two to one. So that goes to show in baseball, things can happen. It's not like college football. The favorite isn't always the play. And we've seen it before this season. We saw it when the Dodgers went to Miami. Walker Buehler uh, gave up a lot of runs. And the Dodgers were a huge favorite in that one. So be careful with some of your bets when it comes to baseball because the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league on any given day. It's really interesting. Uh, so stay away from some of those picks if they're not a good value would be my advice. Uh, we've got plenty to get to today, including football. I know some of you are anxious to talk about that. We've got preseason picks for tonight as well as Friday's games and college football. Craig likes all four of the teams that we're talking about uh, today to be good teams when it comes to college football in general. But you know what? Only two teams can win. So we'll talk those matchups and some of the interesting things heading into college football season. We've got a great show. If you stick around after the break. Uh, we're talking college football first. We're talking Northwestern, Stanford, Louisiana Tech, and Texas. Interesting matchups there. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. We're back after the break. And we are back here on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm Chelsea Messenger. We're joined now with Craig Trapp. Uh, Craig, hello there. How are you? How are we doing? It's a beautiful day here in Cincinnati, but hot and humid, but not as hot as uh, Vegas there. 
Well, we don't have the humidity, so people like to say it's not as hot here, but 110 is still 110. I would like to make that known. Uh, let's start off with some college football matchups. Let's start off with Northwestern and Stanford. Northwestern 9-5 and five last season, Stanford 9-4. and four. Uh, Stanford was ranked as high as 7th last season, and Northwestern finished the year in the AP Top 25. How do you see this matchup uh, lining up? What's the line? What's the total? Initial thoughts. Yeah, when you look at the line, the, right where you expect, I think, if you're a handicapper, uh, the favorite is the home team, Stanford, with 6.5. Uh, so it's off the key number of 7. So if you like the favorite, uh, pretty strong. I do see some 6s out there at 888 and Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, the total set at 47, and that's been pretty steady. The only um, outside of that is uh, what uh, Westgate has it at 49. So if you are liking the under, I would get over to the Westgate. All right, so let's talk about these two teams. These are two teams with high expectations entering this season. Uh, Northwestern uh, has been a program on the rise as of late. The last two seasons, they've finished in the top 25, and a lot of people are mad that they're not in the top 25 this season. Uh, but Stanford, conversely, they're a good team in the Pac-12 as well. Uh, how do you see this, these teams being any different in uh, this season as opposed to maybe last season? Do you see any fatal flaws for either of these teams? Well, the question for Northwestern is, is quarterback Hunter Johnson, the transfer from Clemson, hasn't secured the job yet. At least they haven't announced it. Uh, senior TJ Green is the other uh, guy that actually got uh, some playing time last year when they were playing two quarterbacks early in the year with Thorson um, there. But Thorson's moved on. And I think that's the question mark, the quarterback play. They didn't run the ball well last year. The offense wasn't consistent. The defense was very good. And conversely, it's just the opposite for Stanford. Stanford has a uh, consistent quarterback play. I think they might have the best quarterback um, that nobody really talks about. And right. Costello KJ Costello is a good NFL prospect for a lot of people. He's 6'5", uh, 29 yep. touchdowns, 11 interceptions last season. So that's good numbers. Uh, do you see, um, do you see they, them having the edge when it comes to the offense? For sure. I would definitely say, and, it, and this pretty much goes anytime you see uh, uh, Pat Fitzgerald team, it's all about his defense. Of course, he was a former good, very good linebacker, and, and they're loaded again on defense, but the offense has a lot of question marks versus a Stanford team that was very good passing the ball last year, but surprisingly, they were not good uh, running the ball. Uh, Love was banged up two years ago. Of course, he had that huge campaign last year. They were not good running the ball, and they have offensive line issues this year, so some questions on both sides of these offenses. Northwestern did end their year last year uh, with a little bit of momentum. They beat Utah, which is a team I know <laughs> you're really high on this year. Uh, they beat Utah in the Holiday Bowl, but they also lost to Duke in Akron. So it just seems like Northwestern, yeah, they have the high potential, but they also have the ability to lose some to some of these worst teams. Do you see them starting the season uh, against Stanford on a high, high note, or do you think they stumble a little bit? Well, these teams played 2015 at Northwestern, and Northwestern was a 10-point underdog and won 16-6, so a very low-scoring game. Pretty much what you would expect when you'd say uh, both, uh, of course, Pat Fitzgerald being a defensive guy. And David Shaw's teams have been pretty good on defense Yeah, as Christian well. McCaffrey so, was on that team. Yes, so that was a big upset. 
And I think Northwestern has an outright, outright chance at an upset here if Hunter Johnson is as good as advertised. Remember when he came out as a highly, highly uh, touted recruit to Clemson, a lot of people thought he would uh, be the guy that would be the next heir apparent after Watson. But it, it didn't work out. He's transferred here. If he wins the job and he's, he's elite level like we think he might be, I think Northwestern has a chance as a six-and-a-half-point underdog here. Northwestern, the only issue I see with them is they finished last in the Big Ten in sacks allowed, and they lost three of five starters on that offensive line. So if Hunter Johnson is is good, he's really going to have to show it because he's probably going to get some pressure uh, from the Stanford pass rush. They do have a good pass rush uh, over at Stanford, 36 sacks last season. Last season. Um, what do you see for the total in this one? Well, that's where I'm going to end up as my official pick here for the show. I like the under 47 here. I think both offenses early in the year, I just can see the defenses being ahead of the offenses. Both de both offensive lines have uh, several question marks with uh, three new starters. I think this one spells an under. I don't know if as low as last time, 16-6 type game, but I can see this a you know 24 times 20 type game. I think Northwestern covers, but I think the stronger play is on the under here. All right, that is Craig's pick for the Stanford Northwestern game. Let's move on to Louisiana Tech and Texas. Louisiana Tech is eight and five, or they were eight and five last season. Texas, are they back? They were ten and four last season under Tom Herman, but close games uh, were a, a factor for Texas last season. Uh, does their luck run out this year? They won seven of their games last season by a combined total of 42 points. So a lot of those games could have gone either way. Craig, do you think Texas is back? Do you think they stop Louisiana Tech here? Well, I think Texas is they're my pick to win the Big 12 this year. Um, I love Sam Ellinger. I think as long as he plays as well as he did last year and we see some maybe increased offensive line play. Uh, remember two years ago, they were probably the worst offensive line in the Big 12. Last year, they were much better. If they take that next step forward with a very good Sam Ellinger. Um, I love uh, the, the receivers. Uh, Johnson, I think, is going to be a stud. The running back, uh, Keontae Ingram, is going to be good. I think this offense is going to be really good. Last year, averaged 31 a game. I think they could even average more this year. So you see Texas putting up a lot of points here. Yeah, I, I think both of these teams can put up a lot of points. We have both uh, returning third-year start, th third-year starting quarterbacks returning. Now, granted, I don't know if that's a positive. A lot of Louisiana Tech fans are not a big fan of Jamar Smith. He was up and down, but to me, I think he showed some some signs late in the year that he's uh, starting to get it, and I think that's why he's uh, got their starting job for the last year. And I think it's a lot of positives for both these offenses, and I like this over a lot. The over is listed at. 55 in this one and it opened at 55 I even see it at 55 and a half out there at the Westgate so if you like the over like I do I would get on it soon well especially with some of the scores we've seen in the Big 12 that's kind of the knock on that conference is they give up a lot of points Texas their offense looks to be good this year with Sam Ellinger entering his third season uh, and he was great last year Th uh, over 3,000 yards passing 25 touchdowns just five interceptions so we know Texas is probably going to put up some points but the issue is if they can have a shutout or stop uh, Louisiana Tech at all and Louisiana Tech put up 21 points against an SEC defense in LSU last season. Uh, so, I mean, that's one of the toughest places to play in all of college football as well. So, Louisiana Tech can score points against uh, big-name teams. 
Well, the question for Texas is the defense, too. I mean, they only returned four starters, which they did add a ton. You know, it's Texas. They recruit as good as anybody, and they have a ton more speed. So that's the positive. Sometimes when you graduate guys that maybe aren't as good, um, they might not have the depth early in the year, but I do think these young guys are super fast. Um, and I think that could lead to some uh, defensive scores here and, you know, or some blown coverages, which it's either way would be good for the total going over here. All right. Craig is taking the over in the Louisiana Tech and Texas game. Those are our college picks. We've also got some great deals going on on the website on picksandparlays.net. Uh, Craig, tell us about some of the deals we have going on. Yeah, right now it's it's uh, early bird specials, so you can get in on either college football, NFL, or if you want to buy a combined all-football pass, 25% off uh, through the opening weekend of college football. So get in on it now, and that includes will include preseason picks, of course, if you get at the NFL or the all-football pass. And uh, you can't beat it. It ends up being a couple, like 20 bucks a week if you get in on it now. All right. You said you liked all four of these teams to have good seasons this year, huh? Yeah, I think all four of these are probably going to be bowl teams again. All four were bowl teams last year. I could see all of them going eight-plus wins. In fact, I think Northwestern has a shot at uh, going back to the Big Ten title game if Hunter Johnson's as good as we think. Right. That's a big if because when you yeah. don't know uh, how a quarterback's going to play under pressure, that's a factor. All right, those are our college football picks. When we get back from the break, we're talking NFL preseason football. Stick with us. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, on this fine Thursday afternoon. Right now, let's get to some NFL preseason football with the man with the best accessories in Vegas, <laughs> Joe D'Amico. Got a nice little hat on. Like you got your hat, chain. Got you got your hat, sunglasses. Like I got the glasses. Yeah, well, we got to show This is the moneymaker. We were talking about this just prior to shooting. This is the moneymaker right here. We've got to make sure we look good each and every time. I've got to try to keep up with you, Chelsea. Well, I don't have hats like that. I well, will say that. I don't that. have hair like you either. Uh, you're right. But we've got the chain game going strong. Absolutely. All right. So let's start off with some of these preseason football games. Let's start off with tonight. Packers at Raiders. The Raiders 2-0 and in the preseason. Uh, Packers 1-1, one and 41 total points. What's your take on this one? Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on John Gruden's Raiders to win. Uh, as you mentioned, they're 2-0. Straight up and against the spread in exhibition play. Guys, quarterback Mike Glennon, he has been stellar. He's got over 375-yard passing, a 71.8% completion rate, two TDs. Once again, Green Bay is touted to be a force in the NFC. But sports fans, Aaron Rodgers has yet to take a snap, and they really don't have a true threat at running back. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think that they're not going to go all out here. Uh, we had talked a little before the, before the show yep. about where they're playing this game. You were, Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg, Canada. So the playing surface uh, may be an issue for the Packers and Raiders game tonight. I know when the playing surface isn't especially great, uh, they're more likely to hold their starters out because they don't want players getting hurt, and this team or this field already has two teams in season right now that are using that field, okay. and it is artificial turf, so something to consider. It's definitely something. It's definitely a factor. Oakland, I mean, they, they, they try in preseason. Five and one, both straight up and against the spread. Their last six NFL preseason outings. Guys, there are some two and a halves out there, but there are some threes also, so shop the number. Take the three points with the Raiders. I think they stay hot. I think they win this game outright. 
but it's a gift of getting three points. Right. You mentioned the, the backup quarterbacks performing especially well. Nathan Peterman is a guy that Bills fans probably do not like <laughs> too much. But, I mean, in his last game, he didn't have a single incompletion uh, in the second half. So yeah. these guys are performing well. They it's are. crazy. They really, they're playing well. You know, there's, there's a new prize. I, I do not think that there's a good outlook on the regular season for the Reds. They are, they are talented finishing last in their division. Uh, it's a very tough division. But to be honest with you, I think that there's a lot of hype around them. They're coming to Vegas next year. Uh, and I think they have to perform well at least before the season starts. They have to generate some excitement. There's a lot of hype, you know. John Gruden has no pressure on him. He's got a $100 million contract. He's going to get paid $100 million whether he wins or loses. But he's got to justify it somehow. He's got to justify it to the fans, to the team, to the guys that are paying his paycheck. I think that they're going to justify it now in preseason because I think once the regular season starts, I think it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers has exactly nothing to prove in the preseason. He's no. a guy that doesn't uh, need to learn too much when it comes to the NFL. He's already got it figured out uh, pretty well. I will say it is a new offense under uh, Matt LaFleur. We'll see if he plays tonight. I think because of the playing surface, I don't see Rodgers playing very much, if at all, tonight. Um, and especially with these joint practices, they already get a look at some of these other teams. Deshaun Kaiser is probably going to play, and he's been uh, very up and down as a backup. He struggled with accuracy. He threw 22 interceptions as a rookie for the Browns, if you remember that horrid year for him. Uh, so that's something to consider as well when you're looking at the Packers. Who are we taking in this one? Oh, I'm definitely taking the Raiders plus the three. There are two and a half rounds, as I mentioned earlier. So shop the number, always get the best value for you. Remember, if it doesn't bring you value, you can stay away from the game. Shop it around, get a three. I think the Raiders were not right, but take the three points here. All right, let's move on to the Browns and the Bucks. The Browns have been one of those teams that have been pretty good in the, the preseason, 2-0, 51 total points for Cleveland and Freddie Kitchens. Do you see this one going the same way tonight against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Chelsea, uh, sports fans, you know, the Browns, I don't think there's another team in all of the NFL that has much hype surrounding them the last few seasons. They went from a league doormat to a league contender in just a few years, and they do take the preseason football program very, very seriously. Nine and one, both straight up and against to spend their last 10 preseason outings. Tampa Bay guys, they, they do possess a couple of good quarterbacks. Once again, no true threat at running back. In order to win in football, or at least compete, you've got to have a ground game. I know the game has changed over the last few years, the NFL, I'm talking about, that it's been more of a, a throw, throw, throw. But it still proves, again, once again, to get to the postseason and to, ex and to, and to go further in the pro into the postseason, you need to run the ball efficiently. You need to keep defenses on the field, keep them tired. And I'll be honest with you, with no running back, I don't think this is, I don't think this is a, a really good season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, a lot of people are saying how bad Miami is as far as the worst team in football. Tampa Bay isn't too far behind their cross-state rivals. And I will tell you this, I'm laying three points with the Cleveland Browns. I think they stay hot. They're going to get another win, another cover. And I think that there's a lot of hype with this team, and I think there's a lot of pressure on them to win. But I think they have the talent to do just that. I think they're going to be a good team this year. Uh, just some things to mention for the preseason. Uh, Jameis Winston is expected to play anywhere from a quarter to a half, mm -hmm. uh, according to Bruce Arians. I think that just kind of depends on how the drives go. Sure. Uh, so we will see more of him. And Baker Mayfield is hoping to play a half. I don't see that happening because oh, Freddie yeah. Kitchens is making the decisions. And whether Baker likes it or not, 
we don't want him hurt. Neither no, do Browns don't. fans. No, I like Baker in college. I like him in the pros. He's a good decision maker. A lot of people didn't like his mechanics. Well, decisions on the field, maybe. Well, off the field. <laughs> that's a good one. He no, did. Right. He did run from the cops one time. He well, has well, made jokes about it. Just but. to be tell you the truth, every time I hear a siren, I run too. Just, <laughs> not, not in Baker's defense. Every time I hear sirens, I run. Just like I run every time I hear the ice cream truck outside my house, I take off up the block. You think I can run a forty-yard dash in four seconds? <laughs> Um, but I do like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think on the field, he makes some good decisions. A lot of people didn't like his height. They didn't like his arm. They didn't like his... But you know what? He's brought, in the, he's brought a little excitement to, the, to this offense. They did, they did surround him with some good players. So I'm going to give you that. He's got some playmakers on his team. But I think this is a team that really wants to win. I think, they, they're, I think they're under the gun this year to win. Earlier on last season, they surprised quite a few teams. They're not, uh, they're not a surprise anymore. So they have to come out and they have to... You know, it's one thing to get there. It's one thing to... Get some wins. It's another thing to maintain and keep that status up. I think they have what it takes. I think they're a good team. I think the urgency is especially there for Freddie Kitchens as a first-year head coach. Uh, he wants to win, and we've seen that in the preseason. They've run over people in the preseason. 30-10 to 10 was the score for the Redskins game. 21-16 uh, is not as big of a deficit. I can do a little math sometimes uh, <laughs> over the Colts. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like Freddie Kitchens wants to win when it comes to the preseason. And plus, when you've been that bad of a team for so sure. long, you accumulate a lot of depth at talent because you get all those first-round draft mm -hmm. picks or high-round draft picks. So when it comes to depth in the preseason, it seems like they have a lot of talent. Oh, absolutely. You know, and this is a very this is a, a, a city steeped in football tradition. They, right. have a, they have a lot of NFL championships. They've got some great players. You know, and it's been a while since they've been uh, – uh, there's some excitement surrounding the team. And there is certainly the last few seasons excitement. I think I think they are under the gun to succeed this year. They're in a tough they're in a tough division themselves, but I think they're gonna do pretty well. But right here specifically, I like them laying the three points against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they cover the spread here. All right. Taking the Browns in that one over the Bucks. Moving on to our final game. Uh, this is a Friday game, I believe. Bills Lions. The Lions have not been good at all oh. when it comes to the, the oh, preseason. My 0-2 with only 26 total points. So the offense is not looking super, and they've given up 61 points. What do you see in this one? Well, can I tell you something? This, this Detroit team, it, they're ugly. It's ugly. It's not going to be a good situation <laughs> in the regular season. And i got to tell you, any indication of what the regular season is going to look like, they're 0-2 straight up and against the spread already this preseason. Flip side, Bills 2-0, both straight up and against the number. The Lions, guys, they do not possess a single able quarterback or running back. Look on their depth chart, man. There are guys that you wouldn't even put on your practice teams. It's horrible at the two most important positions on the team. It's horrible. Detroit fans, I'm going to tell you what. I'll challenge any Detroit fans to tell me to name me every starter in their backfield. I had to look it up, and I do this for a living, and I'm good at what I do. I didn't know everybody that's their starters in the backfield. It is ridiculous. They've got no playmakers. They've got no superstars, and it is just ugly. On the flip side, the Bills do have three very good quarterbacks. They've got solid running backs. Buffalo has a good front office and very loyal fans, and I'm going to tell you what. They're going to come out here, and they're going to impress both. Take the Bills here. Laying two points here. Under that field goal, I do like the Bills here. I think they win this game, and they win this game with authority. All right, so strong opinions on that one. Uh, yeah, it just seems like the Bills have been the better team in the preseason because obviously this is the preseason and not the regular season because you don't have to have a whole lot of faith in these teams in the, in the regular season to still take them in the preseason, but the Lions just haven't really shown us anything to have any faith in as a better. It's just 
They're giving up a ton of points. They're not scoring any points. Uh, they lost to the Patriots 31-3 to and then followed it up uh, with a loss to the Texans 30-23. to So uh, just not a whole lot of faith. Meanwhile, the Bills looking pretty good in the preseason 2-0 and uh, with wins over the Colts and Panthers. You know, you're right. Uh, the Detroit, they haven't looked good in years. I mean, gone in the days of Barry Sanders. I mean, uh, you know, if they had any winning tradition, they're, they're certainly gone. Uh, I do feel bad for these Detroit fans. Uh, well, outside of the other day with the Detroit Tigers playing the Houston Astros. <laughs> but I do feel bad for the Detroit fans. You know, uh, this is another city steeped in tradition, but it does not look good at the outlook on this season. But right now we're talking about Friday, and I think Friday's matchup, I think Detroit loses and does not cover again. I think they go 0-3 straight up and against the spread this preseason. I think it's going to be a very ugly game, I'll be honest with you, on the Detroit side. I just saw on one of the comments where the lines moved on this one. Can we get that comment back real quick? Lions' huge line move open as favorites now almost three-point underdogs. Uh, Lions home team, no wins, cause H needs Because <laughs> H needs Brian Bittler, we're going to need you to type I everything like out. I love Brian. Brian's a, Brian's a great guy. Um, and I want to thank everybody out there on all social media. You know, we've been overwhelmed uh, with the segments Chelsea and I have done here. And I want to thank you guys. Keep those comments coming. We love you guys. Keep them coming. Picks and parlors are great. We got a great discount. As a matter of fact, I bought my own plays this season because I had to take advantage of that discount. Go to Picks and Parlors, take advantage of that discount. And while you're at it, you can get some accessories advice from Joe, some fashion advice. We'll have to do an outfit of the day for Joe <laughs> as well as his picks. All right, those are NFL picks. We're back after the break. Talking baseball. Stick with us. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me here every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern. Right now, let's get to some baseball talk. Tony T is here to join us. Tony, did you see that big upset in the Astros-Tigers oh, yeah. game? Yes, we did. We called it the last week, Chelsea. Remember in our baseball segment, we said we we're going to see about minus 500 favorites the following week, and sure enough, we did uh, with the with – the, uh, Tigers and Astros and the Justin Verlander, you know, he's a good pitcher, but he gives up home runs. And, you know, it's one thing here. We're going to see it again today with Jared Cole minus 550 against the uh, Detroit Tigers. But uh, Jared Cole, Garrett Cole, I should say, coming off a, a missed a start because of a hamstring issue. So we'll see how it goes tonight for uh, for the uh, Orioles. And one note here about this uh, Houston team and, and uh, this, this uh, Houston team and Tigers matchup. Uh, yesterday at the MGM, we saw the line go up to minus 600 because the early bits came in. They were there was fifty thousand dollars on the Astros and ten dollars on the Tigers. Wow, I mean, you'd think with Justin Verlander on the mound that the Astros would have a really good chance to win, and they did. But the problem is, if you only score one run, that's the issue because Justin Verlander pitched a complete game, only gave up gave up two runs. But this Astros lineup, I mean, that's that's baseball for you. Some days your lineup can just go cold. And that's why I think it's best to stay away from some of those huge favorites. Oh, yes, it is definitely best to stay away from those huge favorites. I mean, my goodness, I, I mean, it's just unbelievable someone would lay that kind of money. But if you, if you have $50,000 to lose, well, maybe, you know, you, you got millions of dollars in the bank. But still, you don't even win that much. How much money <laughs> would you have to lay to win $100? Well, if they're betting 50000 on the game at the opening line, they probably would have gotten back probably $7,000. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're that rich and you can 
take it as an investment or a loss, I guess, but I am not in that category, so I don't relate. <laughs> All right, so let's get to some of these games for today. Uh, let's start off with the Indians and Mets. Uh, the Indians are the underdog in this one because the Mets have been red hot. As of late, City Field is rocking. J.D. Davis hit a, a walk-off last night for the Mets to win. How do you see this one lining up? Well, yeah, I see it lining up here. I'm going to look at the Cleveland Indians side. I like the underdog odds here at plus 131. Of course, the Indians looking to avoid the three-game sweep after that one-run loss on Wednesday. But, you know, Aaron Savale is a young starter here for Cleveland. Now, he's pitched well. ERA of 1.50, whip of .96 in his 24 innings of work. No home runs allowed, only four walks. He faced the Yankees on the road Friday, allowed two earned runs in six innings. Prior to that start, he faced a Twins lineup and gave up just one run in six innings. You know, Chelsea, those are two pretty strong hitting lineups, and the young kid did a pretty good job. Right, and he has 22 strikeouts through only 24 innings, which is a really good ratio, and he has a whip under one, which means a lot of people are not getting on base. That combined with the fact that the Indians have the best bullpen in all of baseball, that's a pretty strong pitching matchup for the Indians. Yes, it is. And of course, uh, we're looking at Noah Syndergaard here. He's pitched well. You can't argue with his numbers, but you know, the team is just three and three in his past six starts not at, 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 on the road here. Syndergaard's ERA, 4.23 and uh, so say at home, his ERA is a little higher, 4.23 and 76 innings. Of course, we talked about the Indians. You know, their offense has improved. They're hitting 337 against right-handers over their past five games. And you mentioned here the Indians' bullpen. You know, they've worked the second least amount of innings this year. And at an ERA of 3.48, they're the best in baseball. Right. Uh, I will say Syndergaard has been better as of late since the All-Star break. He has an ERA of 208, which is really good. Maybe he's pitching with more motivation now uh, since they're a team that's trying to compete. But as you mentioned, I mean, he hasn't gotten many wins from those. So this Mets team really hasn't followed in suit behind him when he's on the mound quite as much as maybe he would like. Uh, it's hard to pick against the Mets with the momentum that they have. But the Indians, I mean, as a value play, I would suppose, are, are still a really good team. The Indians are one of the best teams uh, in the American League. And you know what? I mean, they have such good pitching that any given day we've seen if the game is close, any team can win. Absolutely. And of course, the Mets, you know, they've been, you know, they have that big run and then they have that losing streak. And any given day, the bullpen can blow up. And when the bullpen blows up, then you see the, the Mets heading in the, in the opposite direction. 27th out of 30 MLB teams now with an ERA of 5.14. That's why I believe if this becomes a bullpen game. I would kind of lean toward Cleveland. Uh, again, getting that generous odds here at plus 131. All right, taking the Indians in that one over the Mets. Let's move on to the Rangers and the White Sox, two teams that are not particularly in the race when it comes to the postseason. Uh, Rangers 63 and 65, White Sox 57 and 69 with two pitchers on the mound. Uh, that haven't been very good as of late. Ariel Hirado, uh, six and nine, five three eight ERA, but one and five with a seven seven one uh, ERA in his last seven. So not trending upward there. And Ross Detweiler for the White Sox, one and three with a six ten ERA. Uh, what do you see when it comes to this game? Yeah, I don't like the White Sox here at plus one hundred five. We talked. We talked here, Ross Detweiler. You know, he's allowed two and runs or fewer in four of his past six starts. He only had six starts, so he had a couple rough outings, but he's had good outings against the Twins, Phillies, and Athletics, all contenders there. But Gerardo, like you said, uh, the right-hander's been pounded. You gave out those numbers over his past seven starts, an ERA approaching eight. Uh, 
you know, he's not a strikeout pitcher. So then when you're not a strikeout pitcher, then let's take a look at the hard contact rate. 45%. That's high. Uh, the Rangers, they're not a good road team, 25 and 38. And of course, uh, he look at his strand rate, which are runners that he's allowing nearly 39% of the face runners to score on him, which is really bad. And of course, we talked about, uh, you know, you're not a strikeout pitcher. When you get in jammed, you're pitching to hard contact. That's why you're seeing a very high ERA from Gerardo. Right. You mentioned that the Rangers are not a good team on the road. They haven't been a good team in general just as of late, 5-11 and 11 in their last 16 games. Uh, I'm not saying that the White Sox are a great team, but uh, what's the line on this one? Yeah, the line here has the uh, White Sox underdogs plus 105, the Rangers favorite at minus 115. So I don't really like to lay money, odds with, with the uh, uh, Rangers on the road, especially with this pitcher, Gerardo. You're looking at Texas's bullpen, lower third in baseball, ERA of 4.79. Offensively, the third highest strikeout in all of baseball, nearly 26%. The Rangers do have some offense. They have some young studs on that team that can score runs. Uh, what do you see from the total here? Yeah, the total in this game, we'll go ahead and take a look at it. And um, we're looking here, the total here with this Ranger in game at 10 and a half. I kind of stayed away from the total here. Uh, not really, again, with, with, when you're dealing here with, with the Rangers, I'm always worried about that strikeout rate, but you definitely have a pitcher here in, in Gerardo who gives up a lot of runs. But I'd rather have, I'd rather play the over in this one if it was in Texas because the ball carries much better there in that stadium. So what's your official play on this one? Official play will be taking Chicago White Sox here at plus 105. All right, let's move on to the Yankees and the A's. The A's have been a giant killer as of late. They took, uh, I believe, three of four from the Astros in the series before, and they've already beaten the Yankees twice uh, this series. Uh, do you see it going differently tonight for the Yankees? No, I don't. I see the, I'm going to take Oakland here at plus 102. Tanner Rourke, well, he's allowed five runs over his past three starts, working nearly 18 innings. You know, on Friday, he held a hot Houston Nationals team to just two runs over six innings. Now, on the other end, it's Masahiro Tanaka. Now, he's been up and down, good starts, awful starts. But one thing you meant about the athletics here, they've won 20 of 27 at home against the Yankees. They've won 8 of 10 overall. They're getting really good work out of their pitching staff. And again, winner of 16 of 20 at home. Uh, re really got to look at the athletics. They're playing really good ball right now. The A's are just, in general, a good uh, team at home, 42 and 24 in games in Oakland. And the Yankees have been a team that I guess maybe there's not as much urgency for them to win right now. Uh, they've been in a bit of a slump. Aaron Judge, 0 for 5 last night. A lot of people are talking about Judge slumping. Uh, he hasn't been nearly as good since he's been dealing with some injuries and since the All-Star break. So there are some questions when it comes to this Yankees team. There, there are, and the big concern here for the Yankees has been their pitching on the road. And very much like the Cubs, uh, the Yankees here on the road, we look at their ERA from their bullpen on the road, 4.71, approaching five there. Their starters ERA on the road, over six. And the bullpen is averaging four, four innings of work on the road. That's why they've been taxed over almost over 500 innings logged in this year. So I'm really concerned here about the Yankees on the road against good teams because of their poor work out of the bullpen and from, the, from their starters. And the A's do have some momentum right now. They're competing for a wild card spot with the Rays, I believe, in the American League. And it looks like they're probably going to get it. They've been beating teams that are, that are good teams. And they've been winning a lot of games in general this time of year. Uh, their bullpen was an issue earlier on in the season. Uh, some of the guys that were especially good last year have not been themselves this year. 
but Liam Hendricks, man, has he had a year. He was an all-star this season. I know he's throwing up to 100 miles an hour, which last season he wasn't throwing much over 90. So he's been a big improvement for the A's. Uh, last night he got a big save uh, against the Yankees. He closed it out. Uh, it might have been more than an inning for that save. But, yeah, it just seems like this A's bullpen as well uh, is trending at the right time. They certainly are. And you look at the past five games, uh, this A's bullpen, ERA 1.71. This is against the Yankees and Houston lineup. If you're the Rays and you're the Indians, those three teams are battling for two wild card spots. You got to be really upset because you thought the Athletics would tumble here in, 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 this, in these two series, but the Athletics have surged here against the top two teams in the American League. Right. And it's just going to be interesting down the stretch. Uh, the A's don't really have the starting pitching. Probably the, the Astros have. I guess nobody probably has that starting pitching. But they're a scrappy team that wins a lot of games that they're not supposed to win. And I know they're a team that not a lot of people talk about, but they're doing big things in Oakland. Yeah, they certainly are. And one thing I'll, I'll bring up here with, with these bullpens, I really don't trust any of these bullpens on the road. Because when you look at the home road splits, like we saw here with the Yankees, I think it should be very interesting when these good teams, when these so-called favorites hit the road in the playoffs, it should be very interesting. And a lot of it when it comes to the postseason is getting hot at the right time. The Yankees are not hot right now. So that's not good for New York fans, especially in the American League when they're competing with the Astros and the A's, I suppose, when it comes to the postseason. Yeah, that's true. And of course, the, when you look at the Yankees, you got a concern to hear about their starting rotation. Can they get it together? I mean, can we get at least six or seven innings and right. give some of these bullpen guys rest? And they're not doing that. As we said, the bullpen is averaging four innings a game. Right. And especially when they're not playing at Yankee Stadium, they're not going to get the home runs that they do at home because Yankee Stadium is a hitter-friendly park. The A Stadium, not a hitter-friendly park. It's more, uh, it's got a bigger yard. It's more attuned to pitchers. So I don't think home runs will be nearly the factor that they are in this one. Even though the A's, uh, players have been hitting quite a few home runs. Chapman's been good. Olsen's been good. Their lineup has really caught fire as of late. Yeah, their lineup definitely has caught fire of late when they need to. Remember, they're in a battle with two other teams for for, for uh, two spots. So they got to continue this run here. And of course, playing at home as they have played very well to continue this. I think I think them and uh, the Athletics and Cleveland probably would be the two teams I would put into the playoffs and Tampa Bay on the outside. All right, that is our baseball talk. Tony T, I wanted to leave some time open because you always give such good advice when it comes to NFL stuff. Uh, any picks for tonight? Yeah, the NFL, look at the New England Patriots for tonight. I really, I really like their, their depth, as we talked about here in their rotation. Uh, you know, Stidham, and, and I like a Brian Hoyer, but Tom Brady should see some action here. He always plays deep in one preseason game. So I think this will be the one. Of course, we talked about their depth at running back in the wide receiver position. They're putting up points. You know, Cam Newton going to play a, maybe three series or, or four. I'm not a, I don't know how effective he'll be. And, of course, I don't know if Kristen McCaffrey is going to start in this game because uh, he, he takes over 90% of the snaps and there's no depth in the running back position for Carolina. Right. That would be a huge blow to their offense when a guy like McCaffrey goes down because – they throw it to him, he runs, he's doing flips over people, and he's a big part of their offense. Right now, we also have a nice little sale going on on the website. I believe it's 25% off. That is correct. Through the end of the month, if you want to jump on that early bird special for football season passes. After the break, we're talking all of our picks from today's show. If you want to stick with us, we'll recap all of those. Stick with us back after the break. 
Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger is my handle. And you can find us here every weekday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, on the radio, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. If you want to see our faces, we stream live on social media, all those platforms. If you want to join us that way, we'd appreciate it too. Uh, also, we like your feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, we had a great show today. We had plenty to talk about. Uh, we talked baseball, we talked college football, and we talked NFL preseason picks. Let's start off with our college football week one picks with Craig Trapp. We started off with Northwestern at Stanford. We like the under in that one to hit below 47 points because we like the defenses in that one. Louisiana Tech and Texas don't like the defenses in that one. Uh, we want the over to hit 55 is the total in that one. And then our NFL preseason picks tonight, Thursday, Packers at Raiders. Well, it's in Winnipeg, but the Raiders, I guess, are the home team. We're taking the Raiders at plus three to win that one. And Friday's games, Browns at Bucks, taking the Browns, the hot preseason team, at minus three. Bills at Lions, taking the Bills at minus two because the Lions have been outright putrid in the preseason. Moving on to our MLB picks with Tony T. Indians at Mets. We're taking the Indians at plus 131, a value pick there for a really good team. Uh, Rangers at White Sox, taking the White Sox in this one at plus 105. And then Yankees at A's, we're taking the A's, plus 102 to complete the sweep of the Yankees. Those are our picks for the day on Picks and Parlays Radio. Join us tomorrow. We'll be back 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern with more betting tips and strategies. We hope you join us. Until then, see you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.